welcome, hello. We are here live in studio, the Shoot Brothers podcast, the only wrestling podcast. Hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Bang! Bang, bang. <clears throat> we are here. Uh, backlash. We had a hot show from Puerto Rico. The weather's getting hot around here. Everything's heating up towards a uh, hot summer of wrestling. Right? We're heating up towards the hot summer, like you said it right there. The uh, the the Hispanic flair is in the air, and I'm not <laughs> talking Rick, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, we had this massive pay per view over here on the weekend. Let's kick our way. Uh, let's get, let's just get right into that pay per view. Of course, we're talking backlash. <laughs> Review. 2023. No, we've removed the WrestleMania preface. I think did that. So I guess that lasts for two years. I think WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, I mean, it's not really necessary. I, <laughs> backlash on its own implies. I mean, it's right after WrestleMania, so it's kind of assumed. Yeah, it's kind of assumed. Like or. Backlash is a great name, but uh, I mean, I think in in years past there were definitely the um, the kind of rematches from a lot of those incidents. But in this uh, throughout this event, there were zero, like technically zero uh, uh, yeah, rematches. Like half of a rematch. Maybe. There was a there was well there was two thirds <laughs> of a rematch. Um, yeah. uh, in, in that six-man tag, but nothing else besides that. Uh, so, you know, weird name, but anyways, we are here in a, in a big four pay-per-view style atmosphere. This, the crowd was one of the hottest crowds you will ever see. The stage ramps in that setup that we've seen similar to the Royal Rumble in these past couple years... Yeah, yeah like in it. that kind of stage off to the side, a ramp off to the side. There is no kind of you're not walking down the ramp. You're always on that ground level. Yeah, and it like bends halfway through. Uh, yeah, that seemed, and, and it really felt like they were pushing this as one of those big four pay per views. Yeah, no, I really like the stage with the smaller, like how there's fans behind them when they're coming out, so they're just like surrounded. By these hot trains. There were fans all over, and they were loud all night. The first match of the night here, um, Bianca Belair defending. Oh, even the intro too. There was like the they did like the live drone flying in from outside the <coughs> arena through the concourse into the crowd. Excellent piloting there by whoever. And <laughs> the dr the drone will come back uh, throughout the evening, uh, which uh, it was a awesome camera touch. Um, just throughout, just an ang an angle of the action we've never seen before here in WWE. Yeah, just to, you know the live shot flying in over the crowd. That's cool. Mm hmm. It was yeah. great. Yes. But like we said, we're here in San Juan and we're kicking off with uh, SmackDown's own Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship uh, against Io Sky. Is that now? That's a mouthful. <laughs> now that is a mouthful. It was, but this match, what a match. And right off the bat, this crowd just so damn hot. They loved EO Sky and booed Bianca probably for the first time. She's gotten that reaction ever on the main roster. I wonder why that is, you know? Our, uh, our, 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 our Puerto Rican fans just kind of, they're cheering for any international uh, talents. They don't care who... Uh <laughs> 
They don't care who it is, where you're from. They're just like, boo America. (laughs) That might be part of it. I think they're also just really hardcore. They probably know EO from NXT. So they're like, yeah, she deserves this shot. Let's give her. That could be it too. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, either way, the atmosphere, just amazing. Like, you know, normally people cheer and boo throughout the match. But this is like literally every single move would get (laughs) cheered or booed. Depending on who did it, and and th- and this 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 happens throughout the evening, also. Oh yeah, this wasn't just this match, but this was just perfect way to start the show. They're going back and forth. Uh, a bit of a scary moment when Bianca has Io pressed up above her head with one arm, like we've seen her do before. But then when she drops her, Io just like. Now, right so what happened nearly. here? And there was, and, and if you 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 can you can watch the clip again, and you'll see Bianca is almost, it's almost like she's cry, about to cry or sneeze. She starts kind of convulsing <laughs> in this weird way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was a weird thing, and I'm lo- I'm watching. I think her, I'm that like, was part of her act, just like like she was like fanning her face, like oh my god. Is that but, what it know. was? Okay, because it felt like. I'm like, you wouldn't do something that unsafe on purpose. So whatever no, it was, was, was ac- just... it was an accidental drop bump. It was ac- it was an accident. Maybe a botch. You could even yeah. say it. But, uh, okay, yeah, I thought she was, like, sneezing or crying. I was not too sure. <laughs> it could have gone either way. Yeah. To me, it looked like... Uh, an know, oh, my, so an oh, my stars fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But either way, I think what happened is... One person thought I'm landing on my stomach, and they thought I'm landing on my head, or like flipping over to my back, and they went halfway through, and yeah, just, thankfully she was okay, just a scary moment there. Well, there you go, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, she was okay, we continued the match, crowd's just going nuts, uh, Bianca goes for a 450 splash, but Io gets the knees up, then a bit later, Io with a big moonsault off the top rope to the floor, <clears throat> And then they both climb to the top rope. Io goes for a hurricane Rana, but then Bianca just holds on to her, lifts her up, jumps off the ropes for a super power bomb. Big spot, but Io kicks out. And that's when the other two members of Damage Control just start come running down to the ring. And uh, Bianca picks Io up for KOD. Dakota jumps in there, distracting her. So, uh, yeah, Bianca's dealing with all this bullshit. Uh, the ref's distracted. Dakota kicks Bianca in the head, knocks her down, sets up Io to hit the big over the moon salts. And while she's ready to hit it, Bailey grabs onto Bianca's hair and she's just holding it down so she can't move. But the ref sees Bailey doing this, calls her out. All this commotion causes Io to pause for a second before going for the moon salts, which gives Bianca enough time to roll out of the way, pick up Io, hit the KOD, get the win, retain the belt. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, crowd was on fire. Crowd was on fire for this, for Eosky. Just another great showing for Bianca Belair. SmackDown's own Bianca Belair. Defending that Raw Smackdown's Women's Champion. SmackDown's own, but still Raw Women's Champion. Still Raw, and, and you know, and we've kind of gone through the shows here, and we haven't uh, figured it out yet. Not yet. No. I think maybe Night of Champions they'll just rename the belts so they don't have to swap anymore. Do you think we're uh gonna name them SmackDown and Raw or like the women's no. heavyweight uh, women's world championship and the women's universal championship? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. WWE women's champion, world champion, something like that. 
But uh, either way, with the win, Bianca is now the longest reigning women's champion uh, in that belt's history. Well, both of the belt's history. So I saw that we're 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 over over 400 days at this point. Yeah, longest wow. of this era generation. Era, but, era, uh, era. Well, you, you mean not including yeah. fucking uh, <laughs> what's her name? Mula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fucking bitch. <laughs> I but, forgot her uh, name. Either way, amazing match. This is the EO that we know and love from NXT, former wrestler of the year. One of the best. One of the best in the biz. We just, you know, give her a moment to shine and she fucking stole it. So. This is the, yeah, it. Mike, you said it right there. This is the EO that we know. <laughs> there you go. So hopefully, I mean, it's impossible not to notice what a good job she did. So. Mm-hmm. Keep the momentum going, you know, have a one-on-one with Bailey, break up with her, and then on to some title shots when you're this damn good. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, it's a it's hard, hard mountain to climb. Consider, you know, one woman's held the belt for uh, well over four, for over 400 days now. Yeah, but either way, this was amazing. Loved everything about it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Next up on the card... However, uh, we're talking uh, we're talking some singles action over here. We're talking Omos, we're talking Seth Rollins, two two competitors who definitely had some scores to settle after WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, yeah, they only really had one interaction. This I'm pretty sure they had one interaction. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. We kind of threw this together, but it doesn't matter. Seth Rollins, the crowd just wants to see him. They're Super over. Everyone's singing the song. He comes out. They got a big spotlight on him in the ring. He's just soaking it in. And then the big heel heat from Omos when he just attacks him to cut the sing-along short. <laughs> so nice nice heel work from Omos there. And You know, nothing too crazy, but uh, Omos, he's looking smooth. He's, he's doing some new stuff. He pulled out an old Undertaker combo where he does the snake eyes, drops him in the corner, and then a big boot. So... Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, I'm, I'm, I like Omos. He's not bad. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's kind of redeeming himself in your eyes. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, you know, he's learning. He hasn't been doing this for twenty years like some of these guys. Yeah, he's gr- yeah, he's still green, right? You got to give you got to give the guy a chance, I guess. And he's probably young. He's probably mid to late twenties, I'd say. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'd probably say maybe around 30, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's the story. He's the giant. Seth just has to try to slay him. And uh, at one point, he gets him down to his knees, but Omos counters with a back body drop from his knees. <laughs> Never seen that before. It's like, it's like picture every maneuver you can pick. They're all, and then just switch around their proportions. Uh, <laughs> y- you know, like it's kind of cut everything in half. I mean, even Omos on his knees is probably still like Rey Mysterio. Five, thing. yeah, five and a half feet tall. <laughs> at least I'm, I'm looking at my knee. I'm kind of trying to picture. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rollins just chipping away at the giant. He hits a frog splash, goes for the curb stomp, but Omos stops him just with his neck. Just stands there to block the stomp. Uh. Then he hits a choke slam, but Rollins kicks out of that. So that's when MVP slides the cane in, and uh, 
but it never really comes into play because Rollins just hits another stomp and then knocks Omos down, hits a second curb stomp, but Omos kicks out of that. So Rollins has to climb up to the top rope and jump off for a super curb stomp. And that finally gives Rollins the uno, dos, tres to get the win. Uh, I, I, I like that we can, you know, the curb stomp has its limitations, but until you just got to get higher up with it. Just get higher up with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was hoping I mean, maybe there could be some kind of in-air aerial maneuver, which maybe ends up. It's essentially a coup de gras, but on your head. <laughs> that would be even more devastating, yeah. Even more but, devastating. Uh, either way, Seth Rollins gets the win, but Omos, you know, looking all right in defeat. And, yeah, the crowd again. Yeah, they're just so hot. It's fun hearing them. Count one, two, three, uno, dos, tres. It's just, you know, it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. But, you know, but Omos looking at uh, two straight uh, losses here between uh, WrestleMania, between the Brock Lesnar match, and now uh, Backlash. So. Yeah, he's kind of due for a big win soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I think he's a free agent, so they can really do whatever they want with him. So who knows? Whatever. You know, let him beat a guy like Baron Corbin or something, get some momentum back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's not a you know not a bad idea. Give it to Baron. Yeah. Give it to Baron. <laughs> On to the next match. We got the triple threat for the U.S. title. Austin Theory defends against Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed. Uh, probably the least important match on this show, I guess. Or I don't know. Ended up being the shortest one overall. Even shorter than the Omos match. This one was under seven minutes long so now that's surprising yeah not a whole lot going on but i guess bobby lashley was kind of the uh the only baby face so they were cheering for him and uh yeah everyone's hitting their finishers lashley hits a spear bronson hits the uh the tsunami on lashley but then theory breaks up the pin and then at one point bronson reed goes for a moonsault but uh theory avoids it possibly saving his life Uh, and then lashley spears bronson but theory throws lashley to the floor steals the pin so theory retains the title yeah as expected you know a lot of potential uh in bronson reeds Uh, eventually you know i think let's get him a little bit over with the crowd more solid outing i think yeah it was fine just uh didn't really have to, you know, on this card, no one really cared that much anyway, so it was fine for what it was. Yeah, every, every card or all, all the matches, that, you know, that sort of had a, a thing for the fans to really gush over, I think. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, g- give the crowd that moment, and maybe this match didn't have that necessarily. But that's okay. That's okay. They can't all uh, do it. They can't all do it. But if we're talking, uh, if we're talking for the fans... Uh, we have our Raw's Raw's Monday Night Raw's very own SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. Am I getting that right? I think <laughs> I'm getting that right. Uh, taking on Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega uh, coming to the crowd in 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 what looked it seemed like the uh, the the size and sort of uh, grandiose nature of like a Mardi Gras outfit. 
that you would see somebody on a parade, huge wings, Puerto <laughs> Rico flag over like Rover. Uh, the crowd's going nuts. Cra- huge crowds moments as soon as uh, Zelina Vega's stepping out. Oh, yeah. Awesome costume, like you said, just the Puerto Rican flag and the colors everywhere. Biggest match of her career, without question. Uh, she was born in America, but Puerto Rican heritage. It's all about you know, the heritage. It's all people. about That's the all heritage, exactly. Yeah, so she comes out, just so much love. You can see it. Emotions taking over. She's got tears running down her face during the ring introductions. And as soon as the bell rings, this crowd is just so hot. For Zelina, just chanting, sing. They were singing this song. I don't know the exact words, but I, I, but but there were seventeen thousand fucking people <laughs> yeah, who knew like, all the fucking words. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it was just so much fun. It it almost uh, it, it sounded like the type of song that's not like their anthem, but everybody fucking knows it. And I'm I I, <laughs> I, I struggle to think of like what a Canadian equivalent of that song would be. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> that doesn't give what a Neil Diamond song. That's just everybody knows the word, but I don't. I don't even think everyone knows the words. Sweet Caroline, even. Well, like, we know uh, the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Selena Vega, clear clear size disadvantage for her. Uh, so early on, she rolls out to the floor where she's got her family sitting at ringside. And her mother hands her a sandal. They call it something else. I forget what the Spanish word is for it. But uh, she takes a sandal, just whips it at Rhea because it's an old foreign stereotype. Parents beat their kids with a shoe. I know. I don't think it's a stereotype. I think it is real. Well, (laughs) I think it's like one one spoon, a flip flop, bad at driving. (laughs) It's like all of these things are true in a way. Yeah. So it was just a funny little moment there. And, uh, yeah, the crowd's just popping for every move Vega does, booing Rhea. She tells the crowd to suck it multiple times. Suckets are uh, coming back. Remember that, kids. <laughs> the suckets are yeah. coming back. So Rhea goes for the riptide. Zelina counters with a big DDT, spiking Rhea down, which... She always just sells this DDT so damn good. I know. Her and uh, <laughs> both her and Buddy Matthews, they just must, when they have like an off day and they're at their house <laughs> or whatever, they just must be just fucking practicing spiking yeah. each other. I don't know. The two of them, they figured it out, <laughs> the two of them. Yeah. Amazing, amazing move. Uh, Zelina follows up with a 619. So the crowd's just going wild on their feet. Vega hits a big Meteora, big two count there. Uh, so she's getting close. Zelina goes for one last flurry of offense, but then Rhea counters with a big kick to the head and then a powerful riptide slamming Vega down. That gives Rhea the three count, retains the title, uh, as we expected, but still, the crowd doesn't care. Rhea leaves the ring. Vega's all on her own. The crowd just huge standing ovation. So much love, so much cheering. She just soaks it all in, getting very emotional. And, yeah, the crowd's just singing, serenading her. What a and, and Zelina Vega could barely hold it back. I thought she was going to explode with emotion. Oh, yeah. She was. She was crying. But, uh, hey, but I thought she her. was going to explode. I mean, she was crying. <laughs> I, it it kind of felt like the, uh, like, you know, the, the boiler and it's steam's coming out and you're waiting <laughs> for it. And it just keeps going like, boop, like that, like, steam whistle sound. 
<laughs> if she had won the title, then I think. Oh well, yeah, we that. could have had the explosion. When they come back to Puerto Rico, you know that'll be. I mean, give her enough time to build possibly up to be next a top year. Contender. <laughs> a top contender. Now that would be tough. That's what I mean. You got a year or two to build her up. Obviously, we, I don't think we expected her to win the match, but you know, after that crowd reaction, and you know, let's let's see some follow up for Zelina. She's she's like really the only lucha wrestler in the women's division. So let's let her carve out a spot. I mean, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But if we didn't give it to Drew in the UK, we didn't give it to Sammy in Can in Montreal. I don't think we're giving it to <laughs> Zelina in, in Puerto Rico. I didn't say it had to be on this night. I'm not but, saying. I'm, I mean, I'm, the, I'm saying in general. The Roman Reigns thing. That's that was all for a different. You know, Rhea's only been the champ for a month, so it wouldn't really matter if she. Good lost point. That back. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Good point. But. Anyways, uh, what a moment, what a match. Mm -hmm. So let's keep the Puerto Rico love going because up next, a match that many thought would be the main event. We're getting it right now. Extremely surprised this was not the main event when, as soon as we kind of announced it. Yeah. So Damian Priest taking on Bad Bunny in a San Juan street fight. Um, I guess the only thing maybe... You know, they're like, what if something goes wrong with Bad Bunny? He's, I don't know. We don't want to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just worried something could possibly go wrong. They all very, yeah. They, no, uh, all all very good points. It just it, to me, it really felt like this is what we were building our main event to be. But that's okay. You know, that's okay. We'll let the critics. We'll the let the critics talk about it later. Uh, of course, yeah. Damien Priest makes his way down to the ring first. Bad Bunny following. We get uh, starting off with that same uh, drone camera like we had seen before. Yeah, coming yep. up behind cool him shot. through the ramp, proceeding to. I'm and I'm saying I'm I'm saying that a Cody Rhodes level of of crowd engagement of an intro. A a oh, yes yeah. movement unanimous. We're <laughs> all doing this. Every single person in that fucking room knew every single lyric to the 2017 Bad Bunny song Chembaya, which oh is that what it is? It's called Chembaya. 2017. Um, he is clearly like 19 fucking years old in the video too. But Ric Flair's in the video. <laughs> Rick Flair yeah, was I mean, in the music guy. video with him, you know, so I guess this was kind of it. I don't know if this was his biggest, it was his first big song. I don't know if it's his biggest to this day. Uh, it's a banger. I have listened to this song six times a day, <laughs> every day at work at one point. This song is a banger, and uh, what an entrance <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know a single word to the song, but I was having a great time <laughs> in the crowd, just singing along every word. And oh, I had to, I yeah, had to, great. I had to look up all the lyrics. <laughs> no, no, of course. But and I the mean, English translation. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun getting sucked up in the atmosphere. I was sucked. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Bunny comes out. He's wheeling. He's got a shopping cart full of weapons, and uh, you know, he's good to go. So we start the street fight. Bunny walks up to Priest's face right in front. He's not scared of him. He picks up Damien and hits a Michinoku driver right off the bat. <laughs> right uh, off the bat. 
So that was pretty sweet. But then <laughs> Damian Priest fights back, hits the south of heaven. His finishing move already makes the cover. But then he just lets go and pulls Bunny up. He could have won the match right there, but no. Wants to inflict more pain first. Uh, so we get all the usual weapons, the kendo sticks, the chairs. Uh, one thing I loved, every time Bunny would swing and hit Priest, the crowd, they would chant something. They were like, fwah, 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 every time he hit them. It was like their version of yes. But they weren't saying C, so I don't know what it was. C, C. Yeah, it was awesome. fwah, hmm. but, uh, So yeah, just a bunch more weapons, Bunny's uh, big dive to the floor. He's got the trash can lids, smacks Priest, clangs his head like a cymbal, pair of cymbals. Uh, Which would I think even. would be more loud than anything. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we know the deal. Uh, one point, Bunny steals one of Damian Priest's move, hits the broken arrow for big near fall. Uh, but then Priest fights back, starts smashing Bunny up with a trash can. They fight their way into the crowd, and then they climb up onto some production equipment. And uh, Priest hits Bunny with a huge broken arrow off the equipment, threw some tables on the floor. Uh, big bump there for Bunny. Massive. Yeah. So the officials come out. They check on him. But Priest says, no, no, we're not done. So he picks up Bunny, carries him back to the ring. Uh, then, uh, yeah, Bunny starts going after Priest's leg. He's got the chain, chair shots to the knee. Priest begs for mercy, uh, then gives Bunny a cheap shot. So Bunny replies with a low blow. And that's when the Judgment Day come running out to interfere, and they all gang up on Bad Bunny. So Rey Mysterio runs out to help, but he's still outnumbered. And then we get the return of Carlito. Huge pop for this guy. Another eruption. They're not. These aren't even pops anymore, Mike. These are eruptions. <laughs> Yeah, this is, yeah. Just, even you know. even the fucking green shirt guy was going off. You see him in the <laughs> background. He has this look on his face. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like He's yeah. even getting wrapped well, up I, in it. Well, I mean, him and his not just cause he's, white ass. <laughs> not just because he's Puerto Rican. I just like Carlito in general, so I pop just for that. But, yeah, of course, Puerto Rican born, former Intercontinental Champion, U.S. Champion, Tag Team Champion. I don't know how much you know about Carlito, but I always liked him. And apparently so did the uh, the Puerto Rican faithful. Yeah, going nuts. He gets in there, starts beating up the Judgment Day, and he does his old spot he used to always do. He pulls out an apple. He chews it up and spits it in Dominic's face because uh, <laughs> that was his old heel gimmick. Carlito, Caribbean cool. His catchphrase, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. So, and, and, yeah, it's, and you know uh, the the disrespect of spitting an apple on someone. <laughs> Great visual too. You know all the chunks just flying in your face. Uh, so Dominic <laughs> it, it and gets Finn, they've sticky. had enough. Yeah, just gross. So Dominic and Finn, they've had enough. They go to leave up the ramp, but then another Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican legend, Savio Vega, shows up. So just uh, yeah, once again, Van Halen eruption. For this. <laughs> it, it was complete. It was complete. Yeah, and Savio Vega. I mean, this guy, 
he was around, but he never won a title in WWE or did anything. But they, they, these guys treated him like he was the Undertaker when he came out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know, I know who this guy was. I was again trying to think <laughs> of the equivalent of, uh, you know, it's it's yeah, it's hard to think of uh, the equivalent of a Canadian. Today he would be like, you know, it would be like Trent Beretta coming out and getting that reaction. <laughs> You know, a guy who's good, but he's not a top guy. But anyways, <laughs> no one here cares. Puerto Rican so dynasty. Uh, so the fans are all chanting for Savio. And then finally, the rest of the LWO come out. So we've got the whole Puerto Rican pride. Uh, Judgment Day get beat up by all of them. Even Savio dishes out a couple chops to fire everyone up. And we finally get back to the ring. Uh, Priest and Bunny one-on-one. Priest runs at Bunny. Bunny ducks. Priest goes headfirst into a chair in the corner. And then Bad Bunny follows up with the sliced bread number two, where he, like, runs off the turnbuckle into a cutter kind of move. Almost lands on his own head upside down, but he was okay. Uh, and then we finish things off. He Bunny grabs a chair, wails away on Priest, and then he hits a perfect Canadian destroyer, makes the cover, gets the win. It's Once it's again. it's the the destroyer is Bad Bunny's finisher. The Bunny Destroyer. I think I that's what Corey Graves called it. Is that what he called it? <laughs> I think he said. Yeah, so he Bunny so he destroyer. used the words destroyer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once again, great performance by Bad Bunny, and credit to Damian Priest for, you know, selling all the moves, making him look good as well. And, I mean, of course, the number one star of the crowd, just amazing, super fun. That's yeah. This match was just a ton of fun. Yeah, and and that that's you said it right. You said it right there. This match was exactly what needed to be, and then some. And if you didn't at least have fun watching this match, I shot. I'd be shocked. Even to the, the any sort of wrestling <laughs> fan who's at least like, yeah, this is wrestling. I think how crazy it kind of got, and how interactive the the crowd really was. Uh, yeah, you would you would think this is unbelievable. Yeah. It was great. Mm. Big happy ending. Bunny, LWO, they pick him up on the shoulders. Everyone's giving him a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, buy your shirt. WWEshop.com. Most po- it's probably, oh, yeah. it's got to yeah, be the yeah. most popular shirt by this point. Because I think you said, Mike, last week it was second most popular shirt. I think it was already number one. It was already number one? Damn. But now they got the Puerto Rican variant, so they might have number one and number and two. And number two. <laughs> yeah. The two colors, so. I'm sure everyone in the country of Puerto Rico has one of those shirts now. They, I'm sure they gave them out at the uh, at the door, <laughs> kind of like you know when you go to a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move on. That was not the main event. We got two more matches left, so let's mm-hmm. do the six man tag. You got the Usos and Solo Sokoa taking on Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle. Uh, so they're not Puerto Rico, but the baby faces—they're still over. Crowd still singing Sami's song. But, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, it wasn't at the Puerto Rican level of the rest of the guys. Well, I mean, we Still. were just, we were just so hot. This was our cool down yeah. match. Yeah. And even for a cool down, the crowd was still having a great time. And, uh, you know, pretty standard six match guys tagging in and out. The bloodline, they're still teasing some tension between Solo and, uh, Usos and, uh, you know, they're forcing tags behind each other's backs, things like that. But, uh. Owens, he does that crazy spot. He's done it before where he just gets slammed backwards under the steel steps. 
I just don't know how he does. He makes it. He, he makes it look. Hands, yeah, so. he makes it look like it doesn't hurt. Yeah, like your knuckles should be broken or something, or split your head. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So everyone's getting their moves in. Riddle hits a floating bro to the floor. Big suplex off the top rope. Uh, Owens hits a pop-up power bomb. Big near fall there. Uh, and then Jey Uso, at one point, he's ready to hit Sammy with the hip attack. But then Solo tags himself in. So Jay tags him right back. So they're just staring down, arguing with each other. Sammy runs in, hits a haluva kick to knock Solo down. And then he hits another haluva kick onto Jay. But uh, Solo recovers in time to break up the pin. <clears throat> and then Solo just goes on a roll, dishing out super kicks. Samoan spikes. He's just beating up everyone. Jay puts a hand on his shoulder. Solo turns around, cocks back the spike, ready to hit him. But stops himself just in time. Uh, that's when Riddle jumps in, hits the bro Derek. But then Solo grabs Riddle, hits a Samoan spike, makes the pin. And gets the win for the bloodline. Gets the win for the bloodline. Maybe surprisingly, I think uh, last week we had thought that uh, you know the, uh, the, t the tag champs would win. Would win this matchup. Uh, yeah, but I guess this, uh, you know, this tells the storyline that Solo, he was the one that had to do the work again, save the Usos' ass, so they can still build on that. Yep, Solo's gonna be a a, a champion one day. Oh yeah. I wonder what he sounds yeah. like. <laughs> like when he, uh, like he when he talks. talks a little bit. I but not enough for really have... for me to kind of get a full kind of idea of his diction. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have the uh, same attitude the Usos have. Yeah, he doesn't have that, you know, don't fuck with me thing yeah, about him. Yeah, he's just yeah. kind of soft, quiet. But Oh, well. Let's oh. go to the main event of Backlash. You got Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, Brock, or during Brock's entrance, Cody attacks him, picks up the steel steps, nails him in the head a couple times, hits him with some chair shots. All legal because the match is not officially started yet. We so. have we haven't gotten the ding ding ding, folks. Yeah, so a bit of an advantage for Cody. We officially begin. Uh, Cody goes off the ropes for a Cody cutter, but Brock catches him with a German suplex, and then Brock would just take over. Dominate the next portion of the match, taking Cody to Suplex City, just throwing him all over. And the crowd was loving it. They were chanting Suplex City. I mean, they were chanting for Cody, too. They were just hot for both guys. They liked them both, so nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with cheering for both sides. That way, you can't lose. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Brock throws Cody into the corner. Cody... Uh, Cody grabs onto the turnbuckle pad just to kind of hold himself up when Brock comes up behind, launches him in another German suplex, but as he's doing it, Cody rips off the turnbuckle pad and just gets thrown into the crowd. Uh, so then Brock backs Cody back into that same corner. He charges at him. Cody ducks, trips Lesnar head first into that exposed turnbuckle, and Lesnar just slams his head into the, the steel ring as hard as he can, instantly cutting himself open the hard way. Well, Brock doesn't blade. What you think, Brock? You think the toughest man in the sob <laughs> on the fa on this face of the earth is uh, gonna blade himself? No. I mean, he doesn't need to, cause uh, yeah, 
this was all planned in advance, apparently, the blood. And he's he's done this before. He's ran his head into the ring post. He's, yeah, if you're not going to let people blade, Brock doesn't care. He'll do it the hard way. And, uh, you know, this still gives them plausible deniability of the sponsors. Like, ah, you know, accidental blood. It wasn't self-mutilation. What can you do? I know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> self mutilation. Don't be extra. This is a this is a this is a former UFC world champion, heavyweight champion. Like this is a fighter. Let the man fight. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because I always thought that old exposed turnbuckle spot seemed like it wouldn't do that much damage in real life. Like, oh, what's that little steel ring gonna do? People always. Act well, I mean, like, I think, Mike, if you hit anything hard enough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Brock proved me wrong. He he just slammed in and instantly just crimson mask. He's bloody all over the place. He's stunned. So Cody jumps in, just starts pounding away, wipes some of the blood on his chest. Uh, then he hits a Cody cutter, followed by two crossroads. But Brock is able to kick out of that. So Cody goes for his third crossroads, but Brock counters. Hits an F5, makes the cover. Cody kicks out. So Brock gets Cody in the Kimura lock. Cody's in tremendous pain. He's trapped in the middle of the ring. Nowhere to go. So his only option is to roll forward, which ends up pinning Brock's shoulders down. Gets the one, two, three. So Cody Rhodes with the win. With the big win. So maybe surprising? Uh... uh. Well, the blood was the most surprising thing. That was, me, yeah, that was the most cover. surprising part. And maybe <laughs> the fact that it was the main event in general. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's another reason why they're like, if we put this before the street fight and there's all this blood, it might take something away from the street fight, even that's though the a, crowd wouldn't have cared. That's a good point. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. I don't know. Because we so, I mean, we see blood like on purpose in WWE. It's like every couple of years, not even. So this was mm -hmm. a rare sight to see. But sources How? say, yeah, this was all planned. That was, was all real, eh? Wow. It was not a Finn Balor incident. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, geez, yeah, yeah. Cody gets the win. I, I do wonder what Brock's future plans are. Like, what? How, how long is Brock going to be sticking around for? I do wonder that. Um, well, I wonder if after Cody, who. Who else is there to kind of go for? If Brock's not going for titles, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, he's yeah. There's a, there's some follow up on Monday, so I don't think he's quite done with Cody. Yeah, but. I do wonder. I do wonder. Or like by this point, like SummerSlam is SummerSlam the end? Is Money in the Bank the is Saudi the end? Like what is the? I mean, that's the thing. They're all big shows. Exactly. Big like shows. how much? And you know, and then right, and then right before we know it, fucking the Rumble's here already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's WrestleMania season. Like, is this just? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But he's always there. He's yeah. always around when you when you need him. But he's always around. and He's always welcome back. Uh, yeah, but uh, backlash. Tons of fun. One of the best crowds you will ever see. Um, you know, if either one of those two women title matches had had a title change, I think this place would have exploded. But it doesn't matter. They still had a great time. Yeah, we didn't actually get any uh, title titles changing hands. Only a couple on the line, I guess. Only f three on the line. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't matter. 
everyone had a great time a lot of fun yeah yeah <clears throat> is that why is not what it's all about anyways isn't that all that matters in the first place <laughs> that people just so have fun doing this uh but that was the entirety of backlash and uh kicking off uh kicking off our wrestling week then let's kick off our wrestling week the way they always do let's crown a brand new tweet of the week champion it's the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week. How's that sound? How's that sound? Uh, before we kick into the week, this week's Tweet League champion going out to none other than Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks. Hey, hey. Formerly known as Sasha Banks, uh, tweeting out after TMZ Sports. CMZ Sports tweeting out that uh, Mercedes Monet can't wait to smoke with Snoop Dogg, her cousin, when she returns to the U.S. <laughs> Mercedes Monet uh, finds this tweet, uh, mentions Snoop Dogg, and says, I'm back. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Meeting up with her cousin Snoop and violating all sorts of WWE protocols and uh, expect- No, I don't think it's even anything in WWE anymore. No, if you say, like, if you heavily imply that you're getting baked. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. Matt Riddle's whole gimmick. That's a good point. That's a good point. Does he tweet about it? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I mean, but, he had shirts that said 420 on it. And I think, that. yeah, 420 bro. It looks like a fucking shirt that you could also buy at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think since, yeah, the last, like, five years, there's just no penalties, no fines. You can smoke weed. We won't test for it. But I do know in Japan it's still a big deal, a lot of trouble. Well, Japan, weed I think it's because, like, there, weed so. is illegal. That's what I mean, but like, it's still technically illegal in the U.S., but no one gives a shit. I feel like it's more like it's unlawful in the U.S. It's not illegal. Yeah, like in Japan, you can still, like, if you have a grandma on you, you can go to jail and get in some serious trouble. For a year or something. She's probably just like, yeah, going back to USA, getting blitzed with Snoop. (laughs) Getting blitzed with Snoop. Uh, (laughs) That was, yeah, congratulations, Mercedes Monet. Keep smoking if you got them. She's promoting CBD gummies. A lot. I know on her pages she must be sponsored by somebody or other. Let's get into the podcast, though. Let's get into the normal wrestling week, then, shall we? Moving ourselves over. How about Monday Night Raw? Let's get raw. We are. We have portions of the. Uh, we're kicking off the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. Two triple threat matches per brand, eventually culminating in a championship uh, 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 being crowned at Night of Champions. Yeah, that's where we'll settle that. And uh, yeah, as of this episode, this is when the new rosters also officially take effect. So, yeah, those backlack. Backlash title matches technically were still on the right show when they yep. happened. They were still they were still there. They were still there technically, yeah. uh, but, but not. Uh, but yeah, they didn't even address it, so that's why, like, they didn't say anything about the status of the show's titles. So I think Night of Champions, they're going to crown the new world champion, and why not also that same night just reveal two new women's titles and give them the new names, but inherit the same lineage. The li- it's the lineage that matters. Yeah, 
So, Bianca, you're still on day 400. You're just now the WWE World Women's Champion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Women's World Championship. Love it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Cody Rhodes comes out to start. He says, what do you guys want to talk about? And I say, fuck off. Stop trying to get that line over. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Because so okay so origins was it his line? I mean that's not even that's just like a generic line anyone can say. What do you guys want to talk about? So good. What do you guys? I don't know why or when he started doing it. uh, Because I definitely remember him doing it on Dynamite a couple times. Uh, Yeah, he's been doing it for a little while. But he does it with like a sneaky, like uh, like a sneaky boy sort of look on his face and like inflection, like he's a little stinker. He's like, what do you want to talk about? Like, yeah, he knows something's know. up. Like, he's oh, kind of like, tee-hee in the back. Maybe, like, a rock star gets arrested. He has a press conference. He's like, oh, so what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we all know. <laughs> we all know. But, uh, anyways. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah, it just bugs me. I don't know why. I hate that line. It's not clever. It's not cute. It's not your own. But fuck it. Until we put it on a shirt. (laughs) Yeah, God. So, anyways, what he wanted, because he always knows what he wants to talk about. The crowd doesn't answer. What if the crowd was like, Super Mario movie? Then what's he going to (laughs) say? Woo! (laughs) Like, oh, Jack Black is Bowser. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, he does talk about his victory over Lesnar, and now his focus is on the new World Heavyweight title tournament. Which kicks off tonight, as you said. We're going to get into our first match right now. Seth Rollins, Nakamura, Damian Priest, triple threat. Winner goes to the semifinals. Uh, just a fun little match. Everyone's getting their spots in. Priest hits a razor's edge. Uh, Nakamura with a knee bar. Seth Rollins, frog splashes onto him. Goes for the pedigree. Or he does hit the pedigree. And that gives Rollins the three count. So he moves on to the next round. Moving on to the next round in a pretty good match. I think if you were to ask a lot of people, Seth Rollins would probably be the uh, a lot of people's top choice to maybe go all yeah, the way. I think I think he's probably the favorite for me to win this tournament uh, at this point. Certainly the uh, one who appears to uh, deserve it the most. Yeah. And they, I don't know if they really said it, but I feel like... The implication is if a SmackDown guy wins the title, he comes to Raw rather than Yeah, they've never really the said, following him. They've never really said it, but yeah, that could hypothetically make sense. Okay, that could make sense. Yeah, because that was the whole reason we created it was so each show could have their own belts. So <laughs> anyways. Uh they had Otis take on Mustafa Ali. Otis in control most of the match, but then Gable, Maxine Dupree are both trying to coach him at the same time so he doesn't know who to listen to gets distracted Mustafa Ali takes advantage it's a 450 splash to get the win a rare win for Mustafa a rare win over a guy who's uh getting a little bit of story between you know him Chad Gable Maxine Dupree the uh the tug of war to gain his affection yeah how long are they gonna drag it on though uh, well, enough weeks for the crowd to then need to go yay boo, uh, <laughs> and then uh, then then we've hit our stride. We can't just quit. We can't just quit on it. 
<laughs> I'm not saying quit. I'm just saying make up your mind, Otis. Make up your mind, Otis. Why can't you have both? Let's just all get along. Let's all get along. He can model and wrestle at the same time. Oh, lots of people probably do. Yeah. So let's move on. We're getting our second triple threat match already for the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. You got The Miz, Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes. Uh, crowd firmly rooting for Cody. Just another good match here. Uh, Cody with a nice double Cody cutter, disaster kick, uh, big near fall there, but then the Miz jumps in, hits a skull crushing finale, uh, Cody hits the crossroads, Mid Miz tosses Cody away to steal the pin, uh, but Cody jumps right back in to break it up in time, and then Cody hits Miz with the crossroads, hangs on, hits a second, third crossroads, Cody makes the pin, but then Brock, Brock Lesnar shows up, drags him out of the ring. Hits Cody with an F5 onto the floor. And then Lesnar, he's got the stitches all in his forehead. Uh, big black eye. He just, uh, yeah, he's dealing with Cody. And meanwhile, back in the ring, Finn Balor hits Miz with a coup de gras. Gets a three count. So huge win for Balor as he advances to face Rollins in the semifinals. Well, as soon as, as, soon as we... Cody was taken out, uh, it, it sort of seemed like it was Finn's to lose. Yeah. It was the right choice. Uh, and then we cut back to the outside of the ring where Cody picks or Brock picks up Cody. F5s him again through the announce table. Then he grabs a microphone and starts yelling right into the camera. Just, uh, you know, we don't hear Brock talk often, but he's he's good at it. He's got good passion. So it seemed like it, it, it seemed OK. It seemed like Mike was his mic not turned on. Yeah, I guess the mic wasn't on, so he just used the camera's mic. I think, the but then also, these were intense piped-in crowd noise. I don't know if you noticed that throughout this particular, like when he was fucking yelling at the camera. Um, it, I didn't really notice. It was piped into shit as me because it was that cons- it was consistent, non-stopping, with like no ups and downs or like random screams you know like that kind of thing it was just a consistent <laughs> who like the same uh yeah it felt really weird because his mic didn't work i could hear all this I, 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 this juiced up noise crowd and i was like jesus what's happening yeah i don't know i don't know yeah something i don't know if he was supposed to yell at them, but that's why he yelled into the camera so they could hear him but, yeah a uh, bit of a weird one Either way, at the end of it all, he challenges Cody to a rematch at Night of Champions, then walks off, takes a quick look at the world title sitting there and just laughs. Um, And then after backstage, Cody accepts the challenge, so that's on for Night of Champions. Night of Champions, which I think is the end of May, last weekend in May. Yeah, we've got three pay-per-views on the same weekend between... Night of Champions, Double or Nothing, and NXT Battleground. So. Oh, NXT. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they're sneaking in there. Same night as Double or Nothing, I think. Oh, really? That'll yeah. be tough. So it's going to be a crazy weekend. Yeah. Uh, next match, Rhea Ripley takes on Dana Brooke. So, as you'd expect, it's an easy win for Rhea. She keeps beating up Dana after the match until Natalia comes out to make the save. So, uh, you know, 
I guess Rhea needs some title challengers. Maybe Natalia gets a quick little yeah. Done. Natalia comes out because everybody needs like you need to go against an experienced like you need to go against an experienced performer. You can't just take on Dana Brooke for the title. <laughs> although Dana Brooke no. did although Dana Brooke did come down in like a little corner panel TV spot where she where she gives like her I deserve to be here. I deserve my chance. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then to lose in I mean, a minute. She's still, and... she's still got a job. That's enough. I mean, yeah. I guess she survived the re- she survived four releasenings. At least four releasenings. Yeah. <laughs> so good for her. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn take on Imperium. Uh, Kaiser and Vinci will get Gunther's Raw debut next week. But, uh, yeah, just some good old tag team wrestling. Didn't really get much time, though. But, you know, Owens, Sammy get the win, as you'd expect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we still got to, f- I guess they're the tag champs. They need to figure out a, ne- a next opponent as well. Figure out next opponent. Figure out to split the belts. What are we doing here? Yeah, maybe, like I said, Knight of Champions. Let's just reset everything. Let's get some new tag belts. Let's just do it all. Yeah, full a company-wide Cause, reset. Because Sammy and Owens won't be traveling to Saudi, so that could be the excuse. But like, well, time for the second set of belts, which will crown tonight. Who knows? But then do, these, do, they, do they just hold both of them always, or do they get a new one that's half red, half blue? And then at that point, <laughs> why are they half red and half blue? No, I'll just get some, get some black leather belts. Let's go back to the old school. So, But then we have two. We have the WWE Tag Team Champions and the WWE... World Tag Team Champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what they used to have. So, okay, makes sense. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I mean it's Knight of Champions. That's why I'm pitching all these. That's good. That, that's a good point. Yeah, at least you're <laughs> pitching it. Uh, Nikki Cross taking on Zoe Stark, making her raw debut. Looking good as we've seen her in NXT. Uh, it's a nice little twisting senton into the ring. Nikki fights back for a bit, but then Zoe just hits her finisher, which they're now calling the Z360. Z360. Uh, still the same move. Yeah. I forget what they called it in NXT, but it wasn't that. But it's basically the same move Sammy Guevara does. Like the flipping go it's to It's the sleep flipping thing. GTH, yeah. 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 It's a cool move. Uh, yeah, cool move. Nice to see Zoe. Uh, and Nikki, yeah. who got a little bit uh, a little bit of a be crazy play with Nikki kind of thing. <laughs> Your favorite. My, one of my favorite uh, gimmicks. That and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking uh, Anna Jay's literally her very first performance. Her, her one very, time only. Her one time moment. only. Yeah, like yeah. Broadway performer thing. Those two and the on the pole gimmick. Those are your triple threat. Oh, 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 that. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> How can I forget of being uh, on the pole? Trish Stratus comes out for a promo on Becky Lynch. Uh, talks about how she's been missing now for a month since getting taken out and this is now Trish's show no one's going to steal her spotlight that's when Becky's music hits but nobody appears Trish starts laughing calls the audience gullible, stupid just like Becky for believing she was her friend so the crowd starts chanting for Becky her music hits once again but Trish tries to tell the truck no we already did that joke but Becky does appear this time behind Trish 
nails her with a big right hand and the backsploder suplex. And she grabs a microphone and says, You want me? I'm right here. The man has come around to kick your ass. So they're uh they're taking their time with this feud. Probably probably will happen at Night of Champions though. Becky's back. Every time she comes back, and she, she, she's now come back a few times, right? Come back from a couple of different injuries, come back from b- mothering, uh, and now, you know, come kind of coming back after WrestleMania here. Every time she comes back, it's the, it's massive. Massive pop. Yeah. She's the man. She is. God damn it. Hey, you're, you're right. She's the man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure the Saudis will love that. You mm-hmm. know, they love their legends, Tristratus. Yeah. Uh, so, our next match: Xavier Woods takes on Dominic Mysterio. Big heat for Dom, as usual. Uh, Xavier goes for his tightrope elbow drop, but Rhea yanks Dom out of the way to save him. Dominic takes advantage, rolls up Xavier, holds him down for the one, two, three. So, a nice little win for Dominic. Yep, nice little win for Dominic and uh, Rhea Ripley getting more, getting screen time here, as always. Yeah, yeah, Judgment Day, you know, top group on Raw. That's the way it is. So. Well, yeah, they well now that the Bloodline, all the members of the, all the various members of the Bloodline are forced to only work on Friday. Imagine that be imagine that you had you could you had to work one day a week, but it was on Friday. <laughs> um. I mean, I'd take that deal. Yeah. Or you, or you had to work one day a week, but it was on Monday. Which one would you rather do? I mean, they're both... Either way, yeah. I don't know. Either way, you're working way. one day a week. Yeah. If I mean, I guess I feel like Dynamite, that's the best schedule. Wednesday, right in the middle of the week. Right in the middle like of the six week. Six-day weekend. <laughs> six-day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh well. Let's go to this main event. You got Finn Balor taking on Seth Rollins. Winner goes to the finals to fight for the World Heavyweight title at Night of Champions. So, big main event here. A lot on the line. And throughout Uh, this main event, though, they could not stop reminding us that Finn Balor and Seth Rollins took each other on for the inaugural Universal Championship <laughs> back in 2016. I swear to fucking Christ, I, I lost count of how many times we were reminded of that just during the course of this main event, let alone the course of the entire fucking show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the history they've got with each other, so uh, we get a good entertaining match here. Balor... Flips the script and he references that universal title match when he picks Rollins up, power bombs him into the barricade. The same move that injured Balor's shoulder changed the history of the universal title. Some 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 would say the 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 history of professional wrestling. I mean, I've heard really I've heard would. some people say that one of the greatest what ifs. I mean, he could have been he could have been the guy for that period of time. He beat Roman Reigns clean. He beat Seth Rollins clean. A day later, it's all over. So that's too bad. Exactly. Anyway, what if what if Finn Balor never got hurt? Uh, what if would he have been in AJ Styles' spot, having the title for a year, fighting Daniel Bryan, fighting Dan, fighting, 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 fighting all these guys? <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah, the buckle bomb into the barricade. Seth Rollins selling the shoulder. So Finn's just working over the shoulder the rest of the match. He hits the nineteen sixteen, but Seth kicks out. 
So he goes for a coup de gras, but Seth avoids that. Uh, sets him up for a pedigree, but Rollins can only do it with one arm because he's still injured. So not a full power pedigree, which allows Balor to kick out. Uh, so Rollins goes for the stomp. Balor ducks. Then Seth hits an inverted curb stomp. Where he basically just kicks you in the face. And yeah, that's you down. pretty much just in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's vicious. That's that could be like a super finisher you pull out once in a while. That'd be cool. Uh, but then he follows up with a regular stomp anyway. So double whammy. That gives Seth the one, two, three big win. Seth Rollins will now challenge the winner of the SmackDown bracket for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins one step closer to yeah like what like what we had said something the the man deserves uh Finn Balor strong competitor he's with the judgment day he doesn't have to be the the champion over here on Raw that's okay we're doing our own th- we got our own thing going on but Seth Rollins I think is the uh <laughs> the guy the guy to take it he has to be yeah I think he's the guy Lead us through the summer with a good little title reign there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you know, now with the creation of the second belt, that does give a guy like Finn more opportunities to... It's just about the opportunities, the right? It's just about yeah. the... And, uh, you know, that that's one thing. Like like we always t- say about Orange Cassidy. Putting that fucking uh, international champ. He's, he f- literally defends it every single week, right? <laughs> Great. Yeah. It gives more guys a championship opportunity. Who the fuck cares if they lose? They're they're getting it. Yeah, I love a title. You know, if it was up to me, every show would have one title match a week, guaranteed. Just so you know, you got something to tune in. One title match a week. And then, <laughs> they want I mean, to minimum. Tune in. You can have. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Some big. Stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Yep, great episode of the show, and uh, probably a great first half of action. How, how about we take a break? Yeah, let's do that. Take a break. We'll come back with the second half. Of course, we're talking NXT. Of course, we're talking Dynamite. So stick around. Here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. Um, after our hot backlash weekend, uh, I think. Well, I think Money in the Bank will also be an international show, if I can, if I recall correctly. Yeah, going down to uh, London, I think. You know what? It's it really seems like there is a an expansion between you know AEW is uh, or New or Forbidden Doors coming to Toronto. The, the, to- the show, of course, at Wembley Stadium, WWE coming off of their Cardiff show and now Puerto Rico. They'll be going to London. Uh, they had a pay-per-view in uh, Montreal itself, Backlash. Like there is a uh, – it really feels like coming post-COVID. And this feels like this little stretch of a year and a half has been far more inter- significant international events than the maybe like the 2018 to 2020 kind of thing. Do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, and do you remember like there was that? For it. You remember there was that f- fucking like the Australian Super Show, Super Showdown. Yeah, uh, yeah which yeah. was really it felt like a Saudi show in, in those early Saudi shows where it was just like it's just happening. 
This isn't yeah, pumped up in any kind of way. It's just matches that are happening before our eyes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... Yeah, this should be their new theme. You know, you've got your big four or five pay-per-views that everyone's going to go to every year anyways. But for these, like, in-between pay-per-views, throwing them in an international market, kind of, that's like a, a gimmick of its own just to see the hot crowds. And, you know, and they, do one in Japan, do one in France, do one in Germany, go all over the place. Well, that yeah, and that is exactly it. We can just do one-off shows of crowds that don't get to see people for you do the SmackDown before or like the Raw after or something. You know, make it worth make it worth your while also. Yeah, <laughs> We're not asking you to bend over backwards. <laughs> but yeah, the fans will respond. And I think coming post uh post, you know, twenty twenty to present, I think maybe the fans really want it. Yeah, no, I think so too. That's the way to go. I mean, you're guaranteed a hot crowd, so you don't have to go to Chicago six times a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like have to AEW do. You don't. You don't year. constantly have to go to. And I think we're. we're I think we still have another Chicago show coming up. I guess that's just a weekly show, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, big stuff. Big stuff. Can't wait for Money in the Bank, Forbidden Door. Of course, those are coming up right around the corner. But let's get to some pressing matters in our wrestling week. Over on NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Over on the Black and Gold brand, because Mike, like you said, there is a Battleground pay per view coming up in a few weeks now on that boosted professional wrestling weekend, uh, like we seem to get often. This week we open up with a yeah, match it's here. Been a couple years since we had a crazy week like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It really has. Well, in the same. Yeah. It feels like we're going to Saudi all over again. But this week's <laughs> this week's episode of NXT opens up in part of this NXT Women's Championship tournament. Of course, Andy Hartwell came up to the main roster, so we know we need to find a uh, a champion. So this one kicks off Tiffany Stratton taking on Gigi Dolan in the in the first round of uh, one of these one of these tournaments. Yeah. Eight women. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Eight women that would make this the quarterfinals. Uh, Tiffany, Gigi, uh, sucks for me, because these are my two favorites going into the tournament, but, so, you know, double-edged sword, one of them's guaranteed to lose, but one of them's guaranteed to make the semifinals, so, I'll take it. <laughs> Just the semifinals. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Stratton, looking good, she hits the big stiff. Like a running double foot stomp. Good hard-hitting move there, mm. but crowd's chanting for Gigi. She has her little comeback, but Tiffany cuts her off, hits her with what she's now calling the prettiest moonsault ever, and that gives Stratton the win. The prettiest moonsault ever. Do I like? Do we like that name? I like it. I think okay. it's a pretty well, then there, well, then there we go. There we go. It suits her gimmick. I mean, you know, you you ask, do we like it? As if I have to speak for you, you can have your own opinion. <laughs> well, I was just asking. I was just asking. <laughs> Me, myself, and I, I like it, and I like Tiffany. She's my pick. I want her to go all the way, win the title, and she continues to be your pick. Yeah, she's the future of this division. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could be. You could be onto something. I really do think you are. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. 
After that, we had Gallus defending their tag titles against the Dyad. Bit of a slower-paced match. Uh, just lots of brawling around. Gallus in control. So Ava Rain jumps up to distract them, which allows Dyad to come back. But then Ivy Nile runs down to attack Ava, uh, which distracts the Dyad. Gallus hit the Gallows Gate to get the win, retain the belts. Not bad. Belts. Not bad for them. Not bad, but I'm not really this division right now. It's, you know, it's not feeling so hot. You are on to something there. We had some talent that isn't around anymore, I guess. I don't really know how it happened. I guess with Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Pretty Deadly's gone. The New Day were here for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they're not really using like the Creed Brothers, Briggs and Jensen. Those are probably... Those feel like teams. they would be the best kind of teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, yeah, yeah. Gall Gallus is, excuse me, Gallus is cool. That's I for mean, sure. They're, yeah, they're they're fine in the ring and everything, but they're just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just bored of them, and they haven't even done that much. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, recycle a new team in there. Yeah. Uh, Stax and Tony D, they're doing okay, I guess. They should be in the mix. Anyway. Stax and Dimes. Two dime, Tony <laughs> Two Dime or something. Two dimes, I forget. What is he it now was, on AEW? He, uh, I don't even know if he's on AEW. I think it was just he did one match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Javier Burnell takes on Duke Hudson, carrying out his MVP trophy, looking good. Duke just dominating, hits the razor's edge to get the win. Yeah, Duke Hudson putting in that work for Chase University. Yeah, Chase, he hasn't been around, and uh, it seems like Duke is quietly going after the throne here. No, the I don't dean. think I don't think he's I don't think he wants to be the dean of Chase U. He's a frat he's a frat bro. I mean he said something about Duke University having a good ring to it. Oh, did he? Did I miss that? Might have been last week. He said it at one point. Okay. And I wondered if the real Duke University would have something to say. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good point for copyright reasons. Yeah. Anyways, after that, Damon Camp took on Eddie Thorpe. Uh, not really much for me on this one. Uh, no. Thorpe. Yeah. Suplexes. Camp hits this weird running elbow drop, gets the win. Yeah. Yeah. It meant really nothing to me. Yeah. Like you said, that's about <laughs> it. Uh, so let's get into a good match. Ilya Dragunov taking on Dijak. Just a fun, hard-hitting match, as you'd expect. Dragunov, always ready to conquer any sized man. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll just chop you down with those vicious chops, just unleashing. Uh, but Dijak, he can give it out as well. So these two are just smacking each other around. Uh, yeah, eventually Dijak gets frustrated, grows and grabs a chair. The referee tries to take it. Dijak swings and the ref goes flying and then he smacks Dragunov with the chair so we get a DQ. Uh, yeah, and then he just continues to beat him down after he uh, flips over the stairs and just pins Dragunov underneath, stands <laughs> on top. Yeah, which the, ed the edge of those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I guess battleground. Yeah, sort of probably save them, between. save the match for battleground, a gimmick match. Uh, yeah. We know that Ilya Dragunov can do the little big thing, the the David and Goliath. Yeah, one of the best. Oh, one of the best uh, at it. One of the best Davids. 
<laughs> and Gunther is one of the best Goliaths. So there we go. Yeah. One day those two are going to meet on the main roster on a big stage. And it's going to be crazy. WrestleMania. There you go. Main event. Uh, <laughs> night night <laughs> we'll two. See about that. Night two oh main event. <laughs> that would be something. Seven. Be something. Mike, seven stars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If any match could break the scale in WWE, that would be it. Well, I think if any match could break the scale for you. Oh, no, I refuse. Oh, you refuse. Five it's a flat-out refusal. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it just doesn't. That's fair. That's fair. I was just asking. Can't break those. Yeah. It's an absolute. It's an absolute Anyways. truth. <laughs> uh, Charlie Dempsey taking on Tyler Bate. Another good match. Traditional style here. Lots of chain wrestling. Quick, cool reversals. Uh, Mid-match, Joe Gacy comes out, starts arguing with Wes Lee, who is in Tyler Bates' corner. And then Drew Gulak gets involved. So Bate jumps over the ropes to land on all of them. And uh, this distracts the referee. Gulak jumps in. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of shit going on, which allows Dempsey to hit... A wicked dragon suplex with the bridge gets the three counts, so big win for Dempsey. Maybe the biggest of his uh, career. I don't think he's been on NXT the past little while, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have to be his biggest win, beating a former UK champ. Former yeah. champ, really, I guess. Yeah, just former champion of just being a professional wrestler. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, I like this Charlie Dempsey. He's a he's got a future here. So yeah, thanks, nice Win. Well, of course, you know, being uh, being the son of royalty himself. <laughs> there you go. Uh, then we got Briggs and Jensen taking on Tank Ledger and Hank Walker, the Hank Tank team. Hank Tank. Uh, <laughs> they're working well. Put up an okay fight, but Briggs and Jensen. They're back on the same page. No more distractions. So they just, uh, they, uh, yeah, they hit the big heart attack lariat move, get the pinfall, get the win. Yeah. I, I keep keeping their, uh, momentum, I think, right? Like you would say, like you had just said, one of the team, one of the actual teams here that we could get behind. Yeah. You know, we did the whole story, the breakup, the makeup. The next thing is to win those belts. So, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, fucking go for it. You, yeah, bosses. Speaking of the breakup, we got Kiana James taking on Lyra Valkyria in the women's title tournament quarterfinal match. So, yeah, match was fine. Kiana getting pretty good in there now. She's uh, working over Lyra's ribs, just playing the heel role. Hits a big sit-out powerbomb, but Lyra kicks out. And then Lyra fights back, hits a big spinning heel kick to get the big win. Lyra Valkyria goes to the semifinals. Going on, and she got a, after she got one hell of a video package, too. I don't know if you caught this earlier on the show. She's running through the bush dropping feathers all over the place, and then she comes out, <laughs> she comes out on like a, a hill overlooking a cityscape. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, yeah, I skimmed through it, so, yeah, they're building her up a bit, we mm -hmm. don't, you know, she's only been around a short while, so, uh, yeah, get to know her a bit more if she's gonna make it far in this tournament. 
Yeah, exactly. You, you got to get us behind it. Yeah. Uh, main event of this episode, Braun Breaker takes on Trick Williams, which that's got to be the biggest match of Trick's career. <laughs> a lot of lot of biggest matches of people's career yeah. uh, this <laughs> week, just like in the whole in the whole world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Trick, he's main eventing here against the former world champ or NXT champ. So looking pretty good. He hits a big rock bottom for a near fall and. Uh, Trick goes for a spinning kick, but Braun counters with a spear. Then he puts Trick in the Steiner recliner. Trick taps out. Braun goes to do more damage afterwards. There come Mellow Hayes runs out, saves his partner. Then he bounces off the ropes, springboards at Breaker, but Braun just catches him mid-air mid with a huge spear. And Braun stands tall over both men to end the show. <clears throat> Not only a huge spear, but a good spear. <laughs> it was a, it was yeah, a well I mean, pulled there's... out. Like we've seen, we've seen this particular maneuver before. We've seen it before. <laughs> Buddy jumps off the top rope, uh, leaving all of his defenses down, and gets speared to shit. We've seen Edge do it. We've seen Batista do it. I'm sure we've seen. I don't know. I'm sure we've seen Charlotte do it. This was a damn yeah. good one. This was on par with a lot of the legends that I just named. Yeah, no, it's a damn good spear. It's a very possibly overused move. There's about eight guys using it as a Goldberg. Right now, but yeah. Yeah, Ricky Starks, Bobby Lashley, all these guys. But uh, yeah, bronze is smooth. It's probably one of the best, one of the best going these days. So, Well, I guess, yeah, that's the thing. When you only have one move, you get to practice it a lot more. <laughs> you know, like Kenny, yeah, like, I mean, you know, like even... if you're Brian Danielson, you've got a fucking bag. You got a bad. Yeah. I mean, Braun's still got that other move. The power slam is his finisher as well. Yeah. And he's got the RRR. Or bigger guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But either way, that's how we end the show. Either way, a great so. episode of NXT, like you said. Uh, so let's boat mosey ourselves over onto the very next night, over and on to an episode of Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Kicking the show off, our uh, Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah, that's right. So this is an, this is an AEW show, folks. Just do recall. Uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli taking on one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion, Ray Fenix, in a classic strong guy, fast guy. This was a classic strong guy, fast guy. <laughs> um, so yeah. I do have to say, there was... Uh, double there. There was like double jeopardy rules on this match. The winner got a future shot at the other championship. Does that make sense? Yeah, that awesome. was exactly it. Uh, did you ever see that movie, Double Jeopardy? Uh, no. What's uh, what what happens? Uh, so you know the concept of double jeopardy in law. I in the law, yeah. no. I'm only aware of. Like this, this idea. Okay, well, yeah, it's based on it's like a thing in Double Jeopardy. You can't get convicted of the exact same crime twice. Oh, that's so like, that's what Double Jeopardy is. Okay, I, I like definitely obviously didn't you know can that. you can like you can commit a crime different times and be convicted. Yeah, like you like, can kill two different people, but you can't be tried yeah. twice for killing the same person. Yeah, if like, you murdered your husband, you got guilty, and then 
you know, exactly. You for like, for example, OJ's innocent, right? And if he got a second <laughs> trial, because the judge would be like Judge Ito, of course he would come back and he would say, "This is pointless. You're still innocent." Yeah, but so what was fun about this movie? Uh, this woman's wife or this woman's husband gets murdered. She gets charged for the murder. She does her time, but along the way, she finds out he faked his own death to uh, get her thrown in prison and everything so her whole motivation is like i can get out i can go and shoot him in the head in broad daylight and they can't do a thing about it because i've already been charged with murdering him so it's like a cool revenge story interesting it's kind of like a reverse gone girl <laughs> remember yeah, gone girl kind of like a kill bill <laughs> type of thing but uh tommy lee jones plays like her parole officer so it ends up being pretty fun movie. ah cool okay yeah i'll have to uh and then she's just trying to hunt down her husband to kill him because she can get away with it i'll have to add it to the list and yeah. see if uh see if it pops up on prime <laughs> or something like that yeah it was just the late 90s movie i remember watching and it was good i don't you know it wasn't a 10 star classic well, of course. Are on ten star scale. Movies are, wait, wait, what? Movies are on ten star star scales? That's the way it goes, you know. Uh, go over to IMDb. It's a ten point scale. And you're not going to exceed ten. You can never exceed ten. No, it's impossible. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just one of the parameters. <laughs> it's one of the parameters of what I'm working Anyways. with. Let's, anyway, uh, so let's get over to that. Yeah, let's go. Oh, okay, wait, where were we? I just we? had to explain the origin of Double Jeopardy. Thank this, you very much. Time. Thank you very much for that. But yeah, so <laughs> hey, uh, uh, yeah, Claudio Castanoli still performs here in, uh, in, in AEW, although we only kind of see him through the Blackpool Combat Club. And with this right here, the athleticism of both these dudes on full fucking display. Ray Fenix doing his, his normal high-flying arsenal. Castagnoli yeah. countering with his classic big strikes uh, ammo <laughs> box. Yeah, exactly. We know these guys. We know and love all the big spots. Uh, yeah, at one point, Claudio hits Phoenix with what looked like a burning hammer. Where it was like the inverted attitude adjustment just drops him on his head. Big move there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can I, I can picture it. I, I can picture it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Claudio's in control. A bunch of stiff. He starts doing the hammer elbows to the head. Then he hits the Ricola bomb and gets the win. So Claudio earns a tag title shot for him and whoever else in Blackpool Combat. Yeah, right? presumably probably. I would say probably a Wheeler Yuta. Probably, yeah. Would be the guy who would accompany them there. Yeah. Is, does Wheeler Yuta still have that other belt? I can't even remember. No, no. Remember he... That pure title, whatever. No, well, it. he lost it to Daniel Garcia, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Does I, Daniel Garcia still was, have it? I can't even keep up with it. Huh. That was... That yeah. whole few months, there was just too many belts to keep up. I'm glad they've separated the two. You are, yeah, you're completely right. But this, yeah, this match though, it was no bells and whistles. It was just fucking professional wrestling. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Great match, great match. Next up, uh, uh, well, actually, so throughout the evening, we're kind of getting uh, vignettes regarding this four pillars match that will be happening. We get each 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 of the players involved gets their own little their own little segment, right? Jungle Boy says that he's been doing it since he was a kid, and 
Darby says growing up and then you know all that kind of thing uh skateboarding but, yeah skateboard <laughs> but mjf <laughs> mjf uh, had one where he actually uh compared the 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 four pillars to the fab four themselves the beatles I don't know if you caught this particular angle where, of course, uh, so Jungle Boy or no, sorry, uh, Jungle Boy was George. Okay. Uh, talented, but just kind of there. Um, <laughs> uh, Darby was the brooding, was, is the brooding artist. He is John Lennon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is, of course, the favorite, the looks. The one everybody keeps, the one who stood the test of time, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Leaving Sammy Guevara. And the way he describes Sammy Guevara, he's like, he says, Sammy Guevara is the Ringo. Undeniably talented. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was the best plug. I love Ringo Starr. And uh, it was a great play. Yeah, yeah. So we got the, we got those sort of vignettes all throughout the uh, all throughout the evening. But the actual action in the ring is an FTR promo. Our tag team champs, uh, FTR, come out responding to uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal's challenge uh, for a championship uh, bout. Yeah, so they come out. Uh, Dax says, all right, you can have the title shot, but on the condition that you guys admit you've been using uh, Jay Briscoe or Mark Briscoe. <laughs> I'm all mixed up. Mark Briscoe. You've been using him to get to us, and that's when Briscoe himself comes out to announce that FTR versus Jarrett and Lethal for the tag titles will happen at Double or Nothing with Briscoe as the special guest referee. So He's going he's gonna uh, to call a fair fight. That's for sure. Yeah, you'd hope he's, so. He's gonna wear then... he's gonna wear a striped shirt with the sleeves cut off, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But not cut off, Indiana. like ripped off. <laughs> yeah. And then Briscoe pulls out. He's got a bottle of booze, some cups. He wants everyone to share a drink and get along. So Sanjay takes a sip and then he spits it in Dax Harwood's eyes. Dax is just blinded. He can't. He doesn't know what's going on. Briscoe, or Jarrett shoves briscoe into dax who can't see and just blindly pile drives the first thing that bumps into him hitting briscoe and well yeah mike because if i'm if i'm blinded and i'm not aware of my surroundings if and i feel something between my legs i'm immediately going to try to pile drive it (laughs) (laughs) that's the appropriate reaction but i don't know it's like when you're in a ring you know, you're not listening. You know, like a, a, a UFC champion, a fighter, they're not waiting for the cues. You know, they li- they they live and die by the ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, this could play into it. You know, we'll see what Briscoe thinks of it. Fun little, yeah, yeah, it was a fun little segment. Uh, Mark Briscoe had one hell of an episode of Hey EW on the on the AW uh, the RJ City hosted show. Uh, he had one oh, hell yeah. of a, and I, I, I've watched it. I watched it once, and then I watched like a couple clips on it, like beforehand. I can't tell. He's either he's he is the gimmick, or. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the best character actors of our generation. I cannot tell. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I would love for you to watch yourself. I can't tell if he is this or if this is him. Uh, I yeah. would love for you to watch because it, it it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. 
I think just, I don't know, from what I've seen most of him, I think he is what he is. How he presents, I mean, maybe a little tuned up, but I think that's basically him. He's a chicken <laughs> farm boy. It could be. It could be. He's one of them boys. I'll give you that much. Yeah. I will give you that much. Uh, next up here, Tony Khan teases a huge announcement next week. Hyping it as one of the biggest in AEW history, I think. Uh, and relating to... Uh, related it to what? Just like there's a lot uh, of stars. He said something to something the effect about of new television show. I think that's what we're all. Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, this this television. this thing about this collision, this sat this two hour Saturday night show, giving us five total hours. That gives us the same amount of hours as WWE. If you want to compete with the best, you got to at least try, right? And I think getting us up to that five hour mark. Uh, is uh, is is important? Is really important. But besides that, we do have an international championship bout. Orange Cassidy yeah. taking on the maybe or maybe not Ring of Honor Pure Champion Daniel Garcia. <laughs> We're not quite sure. <laughs> uh, but taking on um, Orange Cassidy, looking uh, for his twenty uh, second consecutive victory in singles competition. Wow! Yeah, so he's on fire crowd loves him he's doing his thing the hands in the pockets uh garcia though putting up a good fight at one point he just holds cassidy's arms back and stomps his face right into the mat uh cassidy hits a beach break but garcia kicks out garcia hits a jumping pile driver for a big near fall but eventually cassidy catches garcia in a pinning combination holds him down for the three so Cassidy retains the title. Yep, as uh, as he will be keeping him on as champion. I do see. I do see this championship being defended at Forbidden Door in some capacity. Yeah, I mean it's the international title, and that's the international show. So you would think, yeah, we have to get a fun matchup for him. It sort of feels like the place to do it. Yeah, I would love that. Kota Ibushi. Kota. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, so between matches, there was some stuff going on backstage. As uh, we just kind of cut to the back, we see these big calves walking in. The camera pans up, and it's Miro. For the first time in eight months, he's here. Long, long time. Renee Paquette asks him, uh, anything you want to say? You know, uh, this long break. He says nothing and storms directly into Tony Khan's office, which uh, I know what you're thinking, folks. What does Tony Khan, a billionaire uh, wrestling promotion owner, what would his office look like? Well, picture the, uh, the, the locker room or the changing rooms at the Ray 20 complex. It, I think it kind of looks like that kind of door, easy door. You push it in. <laughs> uh, so Miro means business, I think, if he's going right up to talk to the uh, to the VP or the P. He's the yeah. P. He's the P. Uh, I mean, that's all the stuff online. He's you know, Miro hasn't been hurt. They just haven't been booking him for eight months. Him and the creative team not getting along. So who knows? Now they're turning it into a storyline, and he's going right to the man himself. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Mike. This is this is just like the all out brawl. Just start the rumor that I'm healthy and we can't book me. But in reality, Tony Khan's like, yo, fucking take eight months off. You're all good. We have so much money. We have Saudi money. 
And then Miro's like, great, thanks. As long as AEW makes benefit. As long as AEW makes one dollar, they're fucking fine. The whole the whole family is fine. <laughs> uh, who does it benefit? I think it kind of benefits everybody because Miro gets an eight month vacation, and uh, we get the satisfaction of knowing we worked everyone. <laughs> but you just gave every shittier matches every week that Miro could have been in. That's a, I mean, Instead. all all is fair in love and war. I don't know. But uh, let's get out to some action uh, actually in the ring. We're hearing from uh, ooh, Christian Cage comes out for a promo with Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring. Of course, uh, Luchasaurus looking more like uh, Lucha Dragon almost. He almost, he almost has like dragon-like, the I mean, dark yeah, he's red. Got some, and he's got like the shoulder piece armor on, like yeah. God of War or something. Yeah, he kind of has a look like a... Yeah, kind of like that, but Christian Cage delivering a, an ama- a fantastic promo, just yelling through a chorus of boos. Oh, yeah. He's always and, been a good talker. And he never loses sight. A lesser talker would have caved under the pressure, but not Christian Cage. Cage, no cave. No, <laughs> not at all. And... uh even when he was he was talking about Wardlow and mocking Arn Anderson, and then at one point the crowd was chanting, "Edge is better." And I think we've gotten that him. before. I think we got that when we saw Christian Cage. I think. Well, that was in Canada, though. So this is a whole nother. I don't know where they were. <laughs> Detroit. They're in Detroit, so they were actually would have been uh, close. I bet a lot of Windsor fans would have made their way across the border. <laughs> there you go. Uh, either way, though, uh, great promo. Looks like. One of Christian or Luchasaurus will challenge Wardlow for the title at Double or Nothing, I guess. Yeah, he has a TNT Championship to opportunity. How? Because he just fucking walked in and asked for it. Next yeah. on the card uh, is a no holds barred oh, match. One more backstage Oops, thing first. Yeah, we just we cut back. Renee's still waiting outside Tony Khan's office, looking to get an update on Miro. When all of a sudden, Thunder Rosa walks up. So another surprise return, just like that. And she goes into Tony's office. Everyone's going into Tony's office to for, to, yeah. to air to pitch their grievances, air their grievances. <laughs> so it's gonna. This is how CM Punk's gonna return. He's just gonna walk in on screen. Into imagine, the imagine it's just everyone who has reportedly had a problem with their booking over the past like three years, <laughs> and it's like every week it's gonna be somebody new uh, ending with CM Punk. Uh, yeah, being the, uh, up. yeah, I wonder who else we could, I don't know, who else could we put in that category? Brian Cage maybe walks in? Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, anyway. I'm sure there's more we could think of. But. Anyways, there is this no-holds-bar match here. Anna Jay taking on Julia Hart. Julia Hart also getting the full kind of, uh, House of Black entrance. Yeah, it's cool. She does her whole... She's like a slow Undertaker walk to the ring, looking dark. <laughs> slow taker. Six and zero, undefeated in twenty twenty three. Julia Hart. So, hmm. been doing well. Okay. Uh, but during her entrance, Anna Jay runs out with a chair, just smacks her in the back. So we start things off right there. Uh, and then you know all the usual suspects of a no holds barred match. We get the kendo sticks, garbage cans, pile of chairs on the floor. Which Anna Jay hits a gory bomb 
slamming Julia onto the pile. And then they move the pile of chairs into the ring, and Julia hits a big superplex onto the chairs. Uh, and then Julia locks in the heartless submission. Anna's trap taps out, so Julia Hart wins again. Is that so nice seven little... seven and zero oh now? Seven and zero. Oh. She's wow. on a roll. I, li- I like it. Really on a roll. Well, yeah. When you are the uh, when you are a figurehead in in a, in a group who are the trios champions, right? It's just like you know you can't be losing. You'd make the you'd make them else look bad. This is how we make factions powerful. <laughs> we keep winning across the board. Yep. Speaking of that trios champ, those trios champions, the rest of the House of Black, they're in a match right now, taking on Bandito and friends in a house rules match. Um, yeah. So so, this... so here we go, house rules match, twenty second countouts. Yeah. Uh, disqualifications are enforced, and yeah. dealer's choice. Well, and no rope breaks as well. No rope breaks. Okay, no rope breaks. Uh, but I gotta uh, say, the the look of this match, this was the best lights out match I've ever fucked. If you turned this on halfway through, <laughs> you would say, "Oh, this is this must be what a lights out match is." So, Mike, they just blacked everything else out around the arena except for probably a lot of very high powerful lights. These guys were probably sweating right in the middle of the ring. This thing looked fucking fantastic on television. Yeah, the big spotlight shining down. This, this was... thing looked amazing. I don't. I, I. I don't. I couldn't tell you what it looked like for the audience there. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say probably not that bad. <laughs> Definitely better than that no, fucking think... Extreme Rules. Bray Wyatt comes out fucking glow in the dark shit. Well, I was gonna say if you remember, this is what I pitched. The pitch black. This is what you pitched like. the pitch. P- p- this is what pitch I thought black it was gonna be. <laughs> I think I thought for that match it was gonna be something similar, but with Mountain Dew. And we, had, <laughs> we had, yeah. but yeah, this looked um, this looked amazing. That was one of my probably my biggest takeaway, like right off the bat. Yeah, no, really cool. If this is gonna be the new thing, these these house rules, because um, they are doing more house shows. They're kind of do I think two a week or one a week or something. They will go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and they'll play in a they'll do go in a fucking gym or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just with those house rules, we mentioned the dealer's choice, which means the challenging team can pick any one step. So they can make it a ladder match, no DQ match or whatever. Uh, For this one, the best friends chose the step of witches are banned from ringside. So that meant Julia Hart. Most, yeah. (laughs) Julia Hart. And yeah, because I don't think best friends mandate don't know any witches. Yeah. And also, one small thing, I don't know if you noticed, the trio's title themselves had a slight makeover. Very slight. They just uh, changed the colors to all black. Okay. So before it had like a blue globe in the middle, now it's a yeah. black globe. I definitely noticed that. So. I, def- I definitely did notice that. Yeah, I wonder if that's just for these guys or if it's uh, permanent. I think it's, yeah, just for them. They're these house of black. So, Every- anyways, everyone cool gets a custom belt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great presentation. The match itself was fine. Just a fast-paced six-man back and forth. Bandito doing all the high-flying, firing up the crowd. But the House of Black just take over, hit Dante's Inferno, get the win, retain the belts. And I, what, one thing I've noticed here, Brody King keeps getting the pins in these matches. Yeah, and 
I mean, he he seems to be the guy a lot of the times when they're doing like these singles things. He's the one that gets the match. Yeah, and, and that, but you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does the singles thing. Malachi Black mostly stays out of it in terms of that singles action. And I think I feel like somewhere in uh, Buddy Matthews's contract, he gets like an extra thousand dollars per head spike. <laughs> I swear there's like a little stippy like he writes it and if, if not he should have written it somewhere in his contract like for every spike on my on the top of my head I fucking do I get an extra grand because it seems like sometimes <laughs> he'll just like give them to me like pop daddy wants a hot tub uh, and he just keeps going like bang 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 it's uh it's it, the athleticism <laughs> is quite something to see yeah no he's amazing at it like we said him and Rhea just practicing at home they must just in the backyard, <laughs> just going bang, bang, bang. Yeah, jump off the deck onto the grass. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> On the grass. The hard turf. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the ring's got a little bit of give. Yeah, a little bit of give. Yeah, but it's still wood. So wood you're falling down on. God damn it. <laughs> so let's get ourselves, let's move ourselves over to this main event here. This main event between Kenny Omega, John Moxley. It's in a steel cage. Um, we which uh gimmick that we haven't seen these guys use really. Kenny Omega's not really a gimmick match kind of guy. Uh, I think I heard this was the first ever cage match in Kenny Omega's career. That's career, crazy. wow. I think I heard that. And of course, you know, thinking back, I don't think. Yeah, I've never seen a clip of him in Japan in a cage or anything. That's a good point. Yeah, they don't use they don't use cages too much over there. That's true as well. But I there way um before the bell even officially rings the ca- the uh, the the cage was secondary to a brawl between uh the other members of the Blackpool Combat Club and the elite um out, out there on the uh, out there on the ramp that everybody kind of taking each other out while Brian Danielson's on commentary yeah they were all just like throwing each other off the stage and yeah jumping into each other stage. on the stage so that 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 did occupy a little bit of time but uh, eventually, that you know, we the action did eventually pick up in the ring. Yeah, we get in there. They're slugging it out. Kenny reaches down the side between the cage under the ring, pulls out a steel chair wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, you know, we've seen that before. Yeah, but... it gets used an awful lot too. Yeah, so he smacks Moxley in the head, starts smacking him in the back with it. Uh, double foot stomp onto the chair into the back and you can just instantly see the the puncture wounds bleeding all over mm-hmm. yeah the gouges out of his fucking skin yeah and of course a quick little blade job for moxley so the forehead's leaking as well um kenny goes to springboard at moxley but then yeah it just gets slammed into the wall and then Moxley's using the barbed wire chair, just smacking him up. So now Kenny's bleeding all over. Yeah, but it was ball. Well, we were blood everywhere. Yeah, just superplexes onto the chair. Uh, that got a big holy shit chance. Mm-hmm. So everyone's cut up. And then at some point, Moxley goes, unhooks the top rope, and then sticks the hook from the turnbuckle into Kenny's mouth like a fish hook. Which I didn't, which, I mean, hey, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the crowd chanted, you sick fuck, when he did that. You sick uh, fuck. And then he starts choking Kenny with the rope, and then he pulls out a bag, pours out some broken glass, uh, 
Moxley jumps at Kenny for a sleeper hold, but then Kenny just jumps backwards, slamming Moxley down onto the glass. Uh, so, yeah, they just continue duking it out. Uh, then at one point, Moxley's standing up against the cage. Kenny comes running at him, hits a huge V-trigger, breaking through the cage wall. Just Which crazy, uh, Moxley. Uh, uh, yeah, the big V-trigger through. We haven't seen a cage break, I think, since Brock and Roman. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but, yeah, great-looking spot. Painful-looking landing for Kenny. Uh, like, Moxley just fell through to the floor. Kenny got, like, stuck on the pole, like... One like half, yeah, like half, one in, one out. And remember, in AEW, cage rules aren't just f first with feet on the ground. It is actually you have to go over the cage well, to win. Yeah, I, I don't guess. think even just escaping that. I think this was just pinfall to win. I don't think. AEW oh, it wasn't even escape. Escape rule. My bad. Yeah, but either way, crazy <laughs> spot, broken cage to the floor. Uh, Excuse me, Mossley. Goes and grabs a screwdriver. About to hit Kenny with it, but that's when Don Callis jumps in the ring. Stops Moxley, takes a screwdriver away. And then Omega hits Moxley with a V-trigger from behind. Picks him up. Hits the one-winged angel. Makes the cover, but then Don Callis jumps in. Nails Omega with a screwdriver. Uh, so big booze for this betrayal of Kenny. Moxley covers him, gets the one, two, three, wins the match. So, I jump, uh, I jumped out of my seat. I jumped <laughs> out of my seat and yelled an audible, "What?" It was approximately in that kind of cadence I, too. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw this one. Coming. We Maybe saw no, we, we 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 both we did hypothesize this probably like a month ago, but to actually see it. <laughs> was just and I, I think you know kind of like when you're watching a wrestling match you're not necessarily remembering every single thing you've thought about the characters yeah. in, the, in the last month and a half years like huh yeah glass huh what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean uh, yeah he got him the, they've been on the road for years together the stuff they've been through and he bops him in the head with a screwdriver like that well, Kenny's on the ground. He does the quick blade job. You could even see the blade just sitting there right in front of him. It was right. Oh, there. really? But on a rewind. Yeah, but doesn't matter. Callus goes to hit him again. Uh, kisses Kenny on the forehead and then shoves him down. And yeah, he's bleeding. Lots of heat to end the show. Callus has betrayed the elite. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Yeah, you would assume he's now aligned with the Combat Club as well. And and be one of their mouthpieces. Yep, adding to that, you know, growing list. Uh, but you know what, Mike? Honestly, my mind is just in, you know, this is hard to think about too for me because I'm trying to plan what Kenny Omega will be doing at Forbidden Door. A pay-per-view that he missed uh, last year. And it's coming yeah, to I Toronto, his home country. Uh, like, I need to know what's going down. I mean, we're still hoping for the Osprey match. I but with think, this right? all-in thing so close, like Osprey is going has to be on that card, right? So maybe, yeah, maybe that's where part three takes place, the definitive version. Like, I mean, which I'm also okay with. I mean, if, if I, <laughs> but that would mean Kenny has to lose in Canada, which would be unexpected. 
Unexpected? No, no, because it, it would it would have to be for that championship. So you think he would lose the championship? I mean, that's the only way they could do a third match at All In, is what I'm saying. Huh? Yeah. Otherwise, they skip one or the other. I what if know. what if we just get Kenny CM Punk? I don't know. Uh, that I mean, is all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait. More news on that coll uh, possible collision thing. Tony Khan's huge announcement next weekend or next week. Sorry, rather we will see. But that is all of our weekly wrestling action. So let's close off the show with one more thing, and that is of course a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week. For all the effort for the moment and for uh, the performance itself, I'm going to go Bad Bunny. You know, uh, we're, yeah, the reasons are fucking explanatory, man. The guy knows, the guy gets it. He's an entertainer, which I think, you know, similar to that thing we've seen out of Logan Paul. The guy just gets it, man. He knows how to entertain people. And when this is, is this not after all sports entertainment? <laughs> yeah. No, he certainly did his part. Amazing crowd, amazing moment. Uh, I mean, that whole show is full of it. Uh, I mean, Damian Priest, too, a Puerto Rican guy. He had to, he knew he wasn't going to be the one getting cheered, but he did a good job. Oh, phenomenal uh, job. I think he, I think he, he should be a main event player. I mean, once this, uh, once this tournament, heavyweight tournament, uh, resolves itself, let's get Damian Priest in that, in that spotlight. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it was a great match, Bad Bunny, but my favorite part of the whole show of the whole week was the Raw Women's title match. So I'm going to give it to EO Sky for that breakthrough performance that hopefully turn a lot of heads and uh, she can be a single star. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell not? Like, like, you, like you had said earlier, just ditch Bailey and you will be fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rest of the week. Shout out Zelina Vega as well, just for her. Yeah, what a Great fun money. what a fun show. I cannot wait for the Money in the Bank environment. And that is all the show that we have for you this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week, of course, regard, well, depending on what the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs do or do not do. Uh, the show may be regularly scheduled. But we will find a way to uh, bring in all that wrestling action. <laughs> no, I think uh, game seven will be before Thursday anyway. So. <laughs> oh, oh, we're get oh, they're getting to seven. They're going to seven, folks. If and when? And when? <laughs> you heard it here for you heard it here first. Thanks for listening, Mike. Take care of yourself. All right. See you next time. Two, three, four.